This episode of The Only Podcast About Movies was recorded a little differently. Once again, our studio is in flux, therefore we have moved magically to Shahir's kitchen. Flux. I like that word. Good. So if you hear any anomalies, echoes, or Shahir being a little more pretentious than usual... Or fluxing. Or fluxing, don't worry. Also, we hit spoilers running full tilt in the beginning of this thing because the conversation gets so heated. So just know that going in. I'm fluxing all over you right now. Just try to enjoy the show. is up internet two days on the road only one meal and hardly any sleep she's 11 i'm fucking 90 my name is matthew kroll and nature made me a freak man made me a weapon and god made it last too long my name is shahir Dow, and this is the only podcast about movies specifically the film that shahir used a quote that wasn't actually in logan Logan. But we're not adventuring into this mutant mayhem by ourselves, Shahir. This is, uh, yep, we're, no, we're not. This is the 10th time we've done this uh, mutant mayhem, but we're, I'm glad we've got a guest along with us the, this time around. The 10th time? 10th time? This is the 10th X-Men movie. Well, great. Jarrah. Jarrah Milligan, <laughs> hey, welcome. Jira. Thank welcome you. Welcome back. Wait, this this is, is, how many mutant movies have you guys done? Well, we well, haven't done we them. We haven't done but this is oh, the 10th the, oh, X-Men movie. Gotcha, yes. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Did you guys like X Men back in the day? Oh yeah, like, yes. like the animated cartoon. Oh yeah. Now, 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 So yes, we all liked that. I love that you guys do that. Jarrah, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Guest from the and we've talked about. We feel I feel like we talk about you a lot in almost every episode we do. Not almost every episode. I mean, I love that. Everyone. We refer to your podcast. What's he doing right now? <laughs> yeah, where is, where is Gerard? Guys, listen, right? I, I wish I could. I'm happy I get to do this because I can't review Logan on my podcast. Yeah, really? Why not? Because there's no why, black why people. Why can't you review Logan? There's no people. There's one black person in it. Well, no, you know what? There's a person of color because X twenty three is Mexican. Yep, yeah. oh, and there was a uh, there was an African American kid in the little cadre of children. Yes. Oh, the little fat one. <laughs> <laughs> the little fat kid running away. That's it. You made it. Yeah. The black. Hey, yo. So, so you can do it. Jiraz from the hey, Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood podcast, which we're big fans of. It yeah. seemingly is another movie podcast, but very specific. So I don't think it overlaps yeah, ve- with very, our. Very specific. Like, we can't do the same movie as you guys. I well, just, we just did. We, yeah, did, we get did, out. did get out. Get out. I mean, you know, we come at it from a different aspect. You come at it from. Our podcast deals with like racial and gender issues. I feel like, like it's directly. impossible to discuss that film without talking about racial and yeah, gender issues. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, I'm so confused about there's another podcast about, about movies. In I mean, this. We, we see you guys talk about movies in general. You'll love you guys, it. You guys like, talk about Hollywood. You talk, yeah, we talk about oh. how the movie how the movie affects how it represents people of color gotcha. and like that whole. I, think I mean, Get Out was the perfect crossover between oh, us and is that you. how the portal opened and that's how Dude, we're all yeah. here right Listen, now man i i feel like i'm living in a world where some people are stuck in a sucking place right now you wow. know yeah yeah you know, yeah people are in the sucking place like i, I listen to ben carson and i'm like this oh, guy is oh my god place. he is in some place is, right now where where oh. slavery was just basically another form of immigrants who had to work hard yeah you just had to work hard out immigrants of in the bottom of a ship who who just wanted to work hard yeah sunken Sunken place, baby. This guy has worked on brains. Yeah, like he's actually decision. worked on what makes brains. it even sadder is that I grew up in like what do we what do you call it? Uh, uh, I grew up in a, a not a very rich neighborhood. Sure, and so you had to read the book Gifted Hands. 
Okay. Because Gifted Hands was the book about this black neurosurgeon uh, who completed like the first brain surgery transplant that succeeded. And oh, it was this black dude. Of, uh, this black dude. This, yeah. this wondrous black dude who wasn't rich, who just fought his way to the top. And it was Ben Carson. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, ben Carson. <sighs> yeah, well, it's been a terrible day for uh, all sorts of reasons today. I won't say what day it is right now, but uh, it's been, you know, I guess every day is like opening up the uh, the news to see what kind of bullshit has been going on. But every day is a new day. And for every crackpot quotes, air mm. quotes, neurosurgeon that we have to deal with in our midst. We always have another president we can deal with. Ugh. <laughs> I was going to go into the movie and say that it has to do with a lot of people doing experiments on mutants, but we could not go back right. into it. Well, we it's, it's one thing, speaking of this movie and not to get political, yeah. but James, uh, uh, was it Mango? Is that yeah, yeah, the director. Mm-hmm. I was reading so many articles of, about him today, and I know we're going to break down the movie, but there are very like topical issues he put in this movie, like the fact that like X-23 is Mexican, the yeah. wall, yeah. the fact that like in the opening of the movie, a bunch of white dudes scream at Mexicans, uh, USA. Like yeah. he yeah. added so much stuff because he's like, these are the things. At first, it was going to be in what Colorado, I think he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's you like, know what? I, you know what I love about? Well, I think it's kind of interesting about this movie is that the the Mexican character is trying to is not really trying to get into America. She's trying to go to get to Canada. Trying to get to Canada. And I think that's that's an interesting reflection of our times today. But she, Matt, true. Matt, I know we're bringing you down right now because this no, is a no, movie you were super excited let's, about. Uh, I, was, I was pumped to see this. Yeah, yeah. that's why we're, we're having you back on. Matt, pumped. fill us in. Where are we in the X-Men canon right now? I think we're about, uh, I want to say, 25 years after Apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, that's not true. No, because no, no, Apocalypse no, no, no. is a little bit back. It's, Apocalypse it's, is the 70s. So 20, 25 years past the future and days of futures past or something yes. like that. We're after futures past. We're yeah. at the, so, so we're so at the d- very but end in, of the spectrum. But days of future past felt, had like a very futuristic science fiction kind of feel when they were in the, oh, in the, the future, future world. I'm talking yeah. about when they were in current time. Oh. No, days of future well, past, yeah, they went back right. to the 70s. Well, right. well, no, no, no. Well, technically days of future <laughs> past is, it is in this time, but it's in the time that like uh, was fixed. Cause like when they were in a futuristic um, like so it was destitute like back area. Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah. The, the oh, so this timeline. is this is the so, once so, it got fixed, we've yeah. got to Logan. So this is this is so this is the point after Logan went back and everyone yep. was still alive. Yep. So this is like after that. Wait, now. Uh, and are we saying definitively that the the time the the X Men timeline actually works? They're not just kind of like doing stories now. I think if you right really now it does. Yeah. <laughs> if if you wanted to break it down, it would be complicated, but it would work. Okay. So very briefly, obviously we're all X Men fans. We like. Yeah. Well, I was. I'm not a huge. I I haven't read a lot of X Men comic books. I've seen okay. the oh, okay. car, the cartoon show when I was a mm-hmm. kid. I used to really enjoy that. I used to I used to love playing the arcade uh, side. I got it on my phone, baby. Got it on my phone. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I love the uh, X Men versus Street Fighter. I played oh, yeah. that I all the time. I sucked at that. I sucked at that. Oh really? That yeah. Wolverine was my jam right there. Um, Berserker Barrage. Yeah, exactly. I love the X Men game. Like they had like their own game on like Sega and Super Nintendo. Yep. Yeah, X Men X Men Two was Children trash, of the Atom. I think one of them was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The second. So one was basically, trash. I like all the merchandising. <laughs> right, but you don't read the comics. Um, but I don't read the comics. Um, as far as the movies goes, I have completely fallen off. I didn't see Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't see Wolverine Two. Wolverine Two. The Wolverine was good. I think basically the point I started falling off was. The Wolverine, uh, Wolverine X Men oh, Origins. Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, we lost you a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, you saw First Class, didn't you? 
Did I see first? You saw class? Days of Future Past. I did at least. see first class, but I saw, I felt like I I watched it on like video as like a sickened screen kind of event. You know, oh, okay. like where I wasn't really paying attention. I did see Days of Future Past in the theater, and I did enjoy it. Okay, I thought it was, yeah, I, thought yeah. It was solid. I think the the. That sort of side tangent stuff with with First Class and Days of Future Past and the 70s stuff like does work yeah. very well. Like they're fun movies. They're good movies, but they, but they're not. I wouldn't call them seminal. I wouldn't call them like important or anything like that. Yeah. And, and X-Men 2 is definitely the X-Men one. 2 is the one. Yeah. The one. Uh, right. I mean, it, I, I to me, this 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 tops all of them. Yeah, like this, I like mean, this. this one, not to spoil the the opinions, but this one I had high hopes for. And it met slash surpassed. Them. Matt, you're the kind of guy because you have facial hair. I feel like you're the kind of guy when you're shaving your beard, you shave it into the Wolverine sideburns. Oh, I've totally and, done and it. Like do the hair. Fun fact. And I feel like if you took your shirt off, you'd probably have a Wolverine tattoo somewhere. Fun on your body. fact. Uh, in college, uh, me and my girlfriend, she went as Mystique, and I went as Wolverine. So we painted her entire body blue, and then also for me, you I don't. actually <laughs> built. I know it was fun. Sounds and messy then, to me. Uh, it, it sounds messy. It was. It was also <laughs> worth it. Um, <laughs> but I went as sort of like uh, movie Wolverine, so I didn't have like the leather or anything. I had the jacket and the jeans and everything. But I built retractable claws out of metal and desk. Like when you know how you pull a, a keyboard out of a desk, so you, real metal, real metal. I carved it. I did it. I did the can whole I ask thing. You a question? And, That's violent. Yeah, yeah and can you ask, could like put them out and shing them back in. Did, was this party like within walking distance for you? No, or? I got into bars. You got into bars They're with so knives violent, in your pocket. No, in my sleeve. And they were retractable, and everyone would be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying that's fucking I, terrifying. I wouldn't to me. even think to do that because I would be like, "I'm gonna get arrested." That's somewhere. fucking terrifying. But I won like three different costume contests that night, so fuck, zing. Okay. Anyway, big Wolverine fan. Yeah, I, can, um, I gather you're a big Wolverine. I, I just could presume you're a big Wolverine fan. Uh, and I like uh, not uh, well, kind of like not. It's not common that I like almost all iterations of a character mm -hmm. like the comic book, even back when he first, when he was part of uh, alpha flight, when he was on the Canadian super team oh, okay. uh, and that, that <laughs> is a strange cadre of superheroes. Although um, that's probably where he's hitting right now. Yeah. 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 The, um, the he was like kind of silly and like super staunchy and like you know indestructible but you didn't really know much about him and just sort of like a mouthy short dude uh <laughs> with knives for hands and then eventually like you get his backstory it gets super interesting and he gets a little bit more of a fleshed out character then you get into the sort of hugh jackman era mm -hmm. of wolverine which is like almost like he's dreamy in a way i kind of wish whoever like replaces him and if they do that i want him to be five three yeah, you know, you know, who, like, you know who Hugh Jackman has suggested should replace him, mm. I, and I think he was probably just saying this in jest, but I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Was he said Shah Rukh Khan? You guys know who that mm. is? Mm -mm. No, Shah Rukh Khan is the biggest Bollywood movie star on the planet, and okay. and and probably like in terms of uh, respective fan base and the size of how popular he is, he's a bigger star than Tom Cruise is in okay. the United States. All he's, right. he's like any Indian name? human being will he, know who is he, Shah Rukh Khan is. He is he short? Uh, he's probably a little short. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's he's incredibly buff. He's all he's probably the same age as Hugh Jackman. Uh, well, they probably shouldn't replace him if he's the same age as Hugh Jackman. I think he's probably. the I same think the age. only reason Hugh Jackman has to be replaced is because he's getting old. Right. Well, yeah. How would you guys feel about an Indian Wolverine? That'd be fine. <laughs> to me, to me, the thing is like we've already honestly we've seen an Australian six foot three. He is literally a. Like yeah. he already is not what Wolverine yeah. was supposed to be. Right, right. Yeah. Like he looks like a model. Yeah. That's not who that well, character is. 
It's funny. It's funny seeing like like you know since since this movie is coming out, people are like releasing images from the first film, and it, it's you got to remember when the first movie came out, Hugh Jackman was was Nobody. like yeah. fucked from obscurity, yeah. yeah, like literally from nowhere. I mean, he'd done a couple of Australian films before then, but nothing like X Men, and no, nothing and like suddenly yeah. he was. The you know imagine yeah basically like imagine one of us being picked for Batman or out of nowhere and, yeah. and it's fascinating because he wasn't even one of the top picks for it people just turned it down and was like yeah. we need some, you, we gotta remember the only movie that was successful that came out was superheroes honestly in the Marvel world was Blade yeah 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 it yep. was Blade mm. and Blade, Blade was had it. a big movie star yeah and Blade yeah. had Wesley Snipes yeah. yeah some motherfuckers always try to ice skate uphill. <laughs> And this is a family-friendly one. <laughs> yeah. Like, nothing should have worked about this movie. If yeah. you think about it, they didn't even have the costumes. I still hate those leather outfits. They're bad. They're bad. I and they, and they, were the start, they were the start of the of that, like, aesthetic in superhero movies until Iron Man came around and sort of just, fixed it. Yeah, just be a comic book. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, we, we're obviously all steeped in the in the X-Men history. So now this is, this feel, this film, I mean... Feels like the closing of a chapter of all of our lives, right? Like sure. All of our respective 17 lives. Seventeen years, yeah. Man. Seventeen years. Matt, tell us what the uh, tell us where the story goes. Well, IMDb says in the near future, a wary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X in a hideout on the Mexican border. But Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives, being pursued by dark forces. Dark forces. So sure, they were. I guess they were. They were like government shadiness. I suppose. The, the, okay, Jirai, you want to go first? Yeah. Tell us, tell us, just tell us what you, you saw this the other night. What do yeah. you What do you think of the film? This is my thing. I I again thought this movie was fantastic. I was like, this. I do not consider this a superhero movie at all. Mm-hmm. The thing that the thing that made me actually mad watching this movie was two things. I was mad that they made it. Because now, <laughs> wait, a okay, wait. Start with the big let's, one. Let's back Hit me this train out. Hit me out. Let me yeah. explain it. I was <laughs> mad they made it because you now made a movie that's going to piss me off that it doesn't get any type of like award nominations. Like I was pissed with. I the Dark I Knight? think this movie and hear me out. And I love Batman more than anybody. Mm-hmm. I think this movie is a better picture than The Dark Knight was. When I think about The Dark Knight, I'm like, oh yeah. I think about everything being great, almost honestly, except for Christian Bale's like portrayal of Batman and, sure. and Batman's storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this movie, take out the superhero-ness of it. Take it out. Mm-hmm. This is literally a Western and it's unforgiven, mixed with a little bit of like uh, Yeah. But, but not, and it's and it's fascinating because you have these different parallels of like fatherhood. It's mm-hmm. like, sure. you know, you got Professor X and like Logan, you got Logan and Laura. It's just and then you have mortality. And do you have battling your inner demons, which is a part we probably get to later. Mm-hmm. It's so much. And the thing is, there were scenes in this movie, and I guess we get to them, that I'm like, these are Oscar-winning scenes from both, um, or Oscar-nominated scenes from both Patrick Stewart, mm-hmm. three scenes from him in particular, and there's three or four solid scenes from close-ups <sighs> of Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, this movie will get no credit. No. <laughs> well, it's None. released, I mean, in a different but, period. But, but, but the thing is, even if it came out in February, some movies got nominations last year and we were in consideration that came out in March. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, that we've we've bypassed the time of like blockbuster season. We know blockbuster season now starts in March. Yeah. Like it started with like Hunger Games. We're past all that. It could get something. So I thought the movie was great. It was just like, Screw them for doing this. Like yeah. that, is anything, a, that is a weird. If anything, <laughs> if anything, they should did release this in November. Okay. Because my thing is, you made a movie that's an actual would, picture. You, you think it would beat out uh, Moonlight? I mean, the thing is, it would have beat out Manchester United. Manchester by the Sea. 
Oh, was it? Yeah, Manchester City. <laughs> I was like, it's gonna beat the well, soccer English team? soccer fans. Because my like thing is like, think about, right think, about, think about it though. Think about it though. This movie take literally replace Wolverine's uh, claws with a shotgun, right? Right. Replace it with a shotgun. This movie is now a straight up western. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. is different because there's nothing else really mutinesque about the movie. I mean, really. there are, but you could take them out. V- very minimal things. Make that a shotgun. Now <laughs> we got like a freaking Clint Eastwood movie. Okay. Yeah. I so, mean, hell, you could even make instead the kids could it could be a born movie. You could make you like the kids would just be experimental like soldiers from birth or something like that that have like heightened senses or some shit and they were experimented on. And, yeah. Yeah. It, like you could yeah, it would work. It. But I do. I you know this this might be selfish on my part, but I do appreciate the shine that a it is a superhero movie and the shine that a superhero movie is getting for being a legit other than a superhero movie being a very good movie yeah true like How many other superhero movies do you think are in that are in the very good category like wow as as good as, you know like that that can be taken away from the superhero genre and considered an excellent standalone film um i mean like so so say you were you're were recommending a superhero film you wanted to recommend a superhero film to someone who hates superhero movies Oh, I mean, that would probably be, uh, oddly enough, kick-ass <laughs> in okay. a weird way. Uh, the first but, one? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The second one was fine, but it didn't really do anything for me. Uh, I mean, honestly, and this is, this is I, I don't think this is biased, but it's what I think. Iron Man. The first mm-hmm. Iron Man is, some, is a superhero movie for people that weren't ready to like superhero movies, and it was the perfect primer. And then if, if you're on board for that, and I feel like most people that see it are, then you could jump to the Avengers and you'd be fine. Like, okay. I do think the first Avengers, and we've talked about this before, we don't have to get into detail about yeah. it, but like, the first Avengers is uh, a near perfect film for me, and I understand it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, I don't think Logan is a perfect film for everyone. Do right. I think, do I think in the wider range of like, what critics and the, the overall social zeitgeist thinks good cinema is, Logan is better than, than the Avengers? Yes. Do I still like the Avengers better than Logan? Yes. So I understand there are different sort of wheels in this Venn diagram, but uh, I would also suggest this for someone who I was thinking about the other day. Mm -hmm. Would it work if no one had ever seen an X-Men movie Mm -hmm. and they just went and saw this movie? And I still think it would. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't like you might get it depends on the I guess the viewer. Right. Because they might be like, why does he have metal in him? Like, what are these things like? This guy's got claws like, okay, now he's taking care of this weirdly psychic old dude and who's this albino guy mm-hmm. like but at the end of the day those questions i think draw to your point don't really matter see i disagree i think th- i think what makes this movie so strong is the fact that we know a bunch of things going into it right We've we seen know whole Hugh, movies. we know hugh jackman's like the actor's story of doing this movie for so long and that this is his last one and we know we've seen his character go through so much and even though they don't really harp on it in the movie but we go into this knowing like this is it. Well, see, you know? and and that's I I think I might have then misspoke. I'm saying it would I does it work better because of all those things? A hundred percent. I'll get into that a little bit later. But could someone go in cold and still enjoy it based oh, solely so. on the craft? And I I think they could. Would would they oh, yeah. like it as much? No way. Mm-hmm. But I think see this is something. It's like how do you feel about it here? Because you hate franchising. I don't hate franchising. What I hate is that individual films tend to forego making a good film for the sake of doing uh, a bigger world. 
Yes, and, and here's I hate a that quote. Too. Uh, I'm going to br- pull up a quote from James Mangold when he was making this movie. Sure. To to uh, to talk about what I'm talking about because I think he actually summed up exactly why I feel why I don't. I just don't enjoy them. Like I know I know if you're into it and you're into the universe, great. It's a, you know more power to you. Like, but I, I just find that as a movie going experience, it's really dissatisfying for me. Really? And and this is what James Man- James Mangold, the director, said. He said, "For some people, it's not a movie anymore. It just becomes an episode in the world's most expensive episodic television show." The reality to me is that you can't have interesting movies to, if you tell a filmmaker. Get in this bed and dream, but don't touch the pillows and move the blankets. You will not get cinema. You will get a platform for selling the next movie on that bed, unmade and unchanged. And that's, I, I mean, for that. the most part, that's my that's been my biggest problem with, for example, the Marvel Cinematic Universe for for like the the DC movies that have come out this year. The, they seem to be more interested in telling you that there's going to be another movie coming up than actually making an individual story that holds up on its own. And what I like about Logan is, I mean, and I did really like this film. I think this is a very, very sharp movie. And I think it's a movie that for the first time, I think is worthy of the caliber of actor that Hugh Jackman is. And the caliber of actor Patrick Stewart is. Mm -hmm. Most of the time in these movies, I feel like those guys are just kind of coming in, doing a little bit of shtick, and then getting out. And in this one, I really felt that these guys were committed to this role, and they were interested not in just the 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 theatrics of superhero films or the superhero genre. They were interested in what is true to this character and what is a true human emotion to this character. So I was really impressed by that. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think just going back to the point of like the the longest and most expensive TV show, and like you tell the dreamer to blah 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 bedtime stories, whatever the heck that was. Yeah, it's a good quote. It's great. It's it's evocative. It makes you think about it. And you're like, oh, yeah, OK. But I truly believe that there are good examples of people making worthwhile films in that in those restraints and also bad ones. I don't think. Yes. Is that more of a hoop you have to jump through because you're part of a larger beast and it is episodic, whether or not they call it that. Sure. But you can make a great one. Like for instance, and I, I'll go to bat for this movie. Everyone shits on this the most. And I think we talked about this once too, Jura. Thor two, oh, Thor, trash. the dark world. <laughs> you say it's trash. I just rewatched it. Mm-hmm. And look, is it, is it award winning? No, but if, if you're looking at it from again, you almost sort of to the point that James said in his quote, like as, as an episode, uh, like an episode in a, in a, in the most expensive TV series mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. I watched it and I was just sitting down and it wasn't like a casual watch. It was like, I'm going to sit down and pay attention and watch this and be like, why, why don't I seem to remember liking this as much? And why does everyone hate it? Yeah. <laughs> and I was watching, I was like, the only thing that this thing doesn't have going for it is a sense of almost like this movie. It's a kind of the opposite of what we're saying. This movie matters outside of this movie. So we know as a Marvel cinematic universe that nothing that happened in Thor two really affected anything else. Mm-hmm. See, but right. Uh, and I'll just finish up real quick. Yeah. And that it's like, but then in, in that sense, it's okay that it's just a fun ride. It's a fun Thor story about Asgard. In fact, the only thing that really sort of hits into the entirety of the Marvel universe at that point is at the end, you realize, spoiler alert, that Loki has now impersonated Odin and that's going to play a role way the fuck down the line. But that wasn't like why it was made or like a, a real hindrance on them. Iron Man 2, on the other hand, is, an, is entirely what he's talking about and I totally see those see, points. Man, I think, man, in all honesty, and I... I watch all the Marvel movies. I like a lot of Marvel movies, 
but it's like <laughs> to me they're just I, average I, movies they're what, very average well, movies now they've become so formulaic and the thing is is that you are now making movies to show me hey this movie's cool but wait for the next one though yeah and i'm like what what's the what's the, to me it's like what's the point of me watching this one if all the good stuff is going to happen in this movie i think logan is the point no but see but this is this is my thing about logan though logan did something which i think shahir touched on is like Logan is a complete movie, but the thing is, aside from the superhero stuff, it is a character-driven movie where the characters matter. Like, there's yes. so much weight to them, whereas, like, and this is this is the thing I think is really important, is that, again, going into this movie, I mean, of course, people didn't know if Wolverine was going to die, but we all assumed yeah. it. Yeah. Which means is that this now has some type of weight that, like, anything can happen. When I watch a Marvel movie, when I watch Doctor Strange, I know ain't shit going to happen to Doctor Strange, because Doctor Strange has to be in four more of these movies. Right. There's, there's no mystery. There's no, I know he won't even get hurt. I but know he won't do anything different. I get that, but I also don't think the value of a film is whether or not you think the main character is able to die. Well, it's no, not it's even not, that. I think, the, I think, the, I think the, this value that Marvel gives you, and the thing is, I think they're very fun. I think they're exciting. Like, I watch all of them, but the point is that it's formulaic, and the thing is, you're not giving me one movie. You're giving me, like, I didn't sign up for a TV show. Make a Netflix show if you're going to do all that. Give me a movie. One film yeah. that... Whatever happens is here. Don't tell me about this hint here that's going to happen because I don't care. Give me the fucking feel. But this, but Logan proves why that's worthwhile. There are what ten? There's a tenth X Men movie. Yeah, but here's the thing. Maybe, well, hold here, on. No, let, no, me, here, let me finish my thought. The the there's maybe what five good ones and five bad ones in the X Men films or four yeah. bad ones, something like that. I don't know. But having the breadth of it, having Hugh Jackman and w the Wolverine be a character that. Everyone on the planet now knows because it's been in our in our eye for years, for over a decade. But I don't think that, that means this. I don't no, no, that helps. The weight of this movie helps it pay off. Yes, the performances are wonderful, and you're absolutely right. Like Oscar winners performances from both Hugh Jackman and Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah. But w the reason we can do this, and the reason why it feels so good, is because the other things came before it. It's like the, mm. it's like the one actual agree. real I, I reason why franchising, I think, works. I, I actually like, completely is, basically, basically. Basically, basically that philosophy is like, oh, the reason why this movie works is because the rest of those movies were kind of trash. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, it's it's because it's it's now part of our life. Nope. I, the thing is, I think what you had is you had a character that we all grew up with. I mean, like technically 17 years. Like I yeah. can say I grew up with this sure. character. Right. And the thing is, that's what I'm this. saying. That's exactly what I'm but, saying. But the thing is, I don't think that comes from having this movie connect to this movie. It was like, oh, you made a sequel. That's fine. I have no problem with X-Men 1, X-Men 2, X-Men 3. Make those three complete movies, right? Yeah. This isn't like teasing something else. It's not like showing us like nothing was teased to Old Man Logan in any of the other movies. Yeah, I think I I, I like agree nothing with you. was teased. And I, and it's so the, it gave you just a film. It just gave you a like there was no no binary thing of saying oh when the Wolverine is done wait for it because like, I, mean, I guess I'm thinking in the Marvel movies what other than Iron Man two which is literally just setting up the Marvel Cinematic Universe like laying the the track what what other Marvel film really does that and it's only point is that do you I know mean, what i mean almost that, every marvel the, movie to me does it like captain america civil war did that uh so like, captain america civil war was a great movie on its own right the thing is like that movie is setting up this big divide that's going like how do we do this in infinity war every avengers movie is a setup to the next avengers movie like 
Honestly, I don't still don't understand the purpose of a Thor movie. But the yet. first Avengers movie, for instance, uh, just ended. The only thing that set it up for a greater universe was a Thanos uh, after credits shot. It was just a. It but was, you saw him talk. You saw Loki talking to like this 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 big bad guy who we never saw, who we all knew was like, oh, the big bad of the Avengers series. Cool. But like, what I'm saying is, movies do this shit all the time. They did it before the before for sequels and stuff like that. Hell, Skeletor in the Master Universe movie popped out of the lava, and he's like, I'll be back, even though. They turned it into uh, a different film. Man, I, think, I think. I think. And the thing is, and I'm not trying to like bash Marvel because no, I no, hope no. to make a Marvel movie one day. But the <laughs> thing is, they created a beast that I'm not sure is good for filmmaking. This is and, and sorry. I know. I this. I, I'm. I'm done. I know Shear's been biting at the at the lip. I'm saying Marvel has my faith in doing what Fox did with Logan with Infinity War. If they don't deliver, or if they, after Infinity War, don't change up their fucking game, that is when I will come crashing down on them. Because I have signed on to this entire ride, and I'm okay with the way that they're building it. If they sort of don't treat my faith well, or the fans' faith well, then my tune will entirely change on this. I just have faith that this will work out in the end. Okay. I, I, I didn't realize we were going to get into like an entire diatribe about the Marvel Cinematic Universe other than, I did. <laughs> other than just, you what? know, like what I wanted to touch on at that point about, about why uh, I liked this film, sure. which is that it's a good individual experience. It's a good singular experience. It reminded me a lot of True Grit. It reminded me a lot of Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. It, uh, now, the problem, I mean, I do have some problems with it, which is that that storyline, the Unforgiven, the, the True Grit, um, storyline is a very cliche storyline. The, the 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 things that they introduce in this film are fairly typical. You know, like the idea of introducing a daughter for Logan. That's fairly straight standard stuff. Mm. You know, like I wouldn't. I'm not surprised by any of that. I think they executed it really well. Sure. And I think that that there was a real commitment from the actors and the director to do justice to this character. And um, I'm a big fan of Hugh Jackman. I think I think the best movie he's done is a movie called Prisoners, which I don't oh, know if you yes. guys... Yep. Yep. He's so terrific in that movie. And you watch that movie. The thing that I... When I watched Prisoners, the first thing I thought was, man, I hope he stops doing X-Men movies and he just does movies hey, like hey, this. What do you now. think about the ending of Prisoners? I love it. What do, you, what do, you, do you think he... Do you think... Uh, do you think he saved them or yeah, not? Yeah. Uh, spoilers for the end of Prisoners and the whistle. Um, <laughs> I it, the, 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 the beauty of the ending of Prisoners is it doesn't matter. You know, that's what I love about the film. It cuts at exactly the right moment where it's like he might save him and he might not. And either way is an interesting story. That's what I, I yeah. love the storytelling there. Wait, maybe I didn't see Prisoners then. Prisoners. Because that is, sounds like a, an ending I would hate. Oh, no, it's, a, it's an amazing ending. But it drove me insane when I saw it. I was like, ah! <laughs> it's a great... I'll and check pri- it out then. Yeah, sorry, we've just spoiled it for you. And sorry for all our listeners. But Prisoners is Denis Villeneuve. Um, it's a terrific, terrific sure. movie, and 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 it and it showed me that Hugh Jackman is, you know, and you, you've seen this in like his musical theater performance. You've seen he is a larger than life. He's a he's a you know he's a goddamn movie star. Yeah, and he's a movie star that can act. He can deliver. He's he's committed. He hosted Oscars, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so so I'm always excited by that. I do think you know there are what I think this what I think this is is a very well executed singular story it, it's like a paperback comic that I would go oh I would just go buy that individual one I agree with you a little bit which is that I could have seen this after X2 you know like I, I could have seen this uh, really a lot earlier in the whole X-Men universe I do have a little kind of issue with this with something we talked about earlier in relation to Deadpool which is the the notion of an R-rated superhero film which is that 
I think in some respects, this this film has a complicated relationship to violence in that in many ways, this is a film that is enjoying the violence in which it partakes and doesn't necessarily allow our main character to kind of question the violence with which he you know, engages oh, see, I don't that. agree with that. I, I think, I think it, it's it's just towing that line, which makes it slightly uncomfortable for me. I I appreciate, I do appreciate them not bullshitting around and doing an R-rated movie. I like that. I, I think that's uh, great. I, I love that they, I love that they swear. I love that they that when Wolverine cuts someone and kills someone, he cuts someone and kills someone, and you feel the brutality of it. I think though that that. For the first X, this is the first X Men movie to actually do that, to actually like show us the depth, the the depth of his violence. It's not necessarily a film which actually engages in the question of his violence. Really, I don't. See, think I it, disagree I with think that. I think it did, but yeah. Well, we, you go well, first. Well, no, it's interesting because like when I think of like some of the classic westerns, I think about how violent they really mm-hmm, are, mm-hmm. and especially this character. And we know this movie is based loosely. If at all, on uh, old, old man, man Logan. Logan. Yeah, uh, which, I think they took the good parts and they yeah, took the other parts that they the part were too they crazy. Could. They yeah. took the part they could, which is honestly one of the most violent mm-hmm. Marvel books that yeah. they've yeah. ever made. And the thing is, I I think that this world represents, I think this type of brutality represents the world that this sits in. Whereas like, I do think he questioned the violence. I do how think he, how did he question because I think the he, I think he verbally says it, and especially when he talks to her, especially towards the end of the movie, he's like, "Don't be like me." I've when he's like, oh, I hate to skip but, how around. Do, but how does he? How does he? Res, how does the film resolve its primary issue? With, but the thing is, the, the thing is, is that ah, oh, this sucks. I know we live in a world. We can go to spoilers if you cheeks. want to. No, we live in a world where we're supposed to like turn another cheek. But I do honestly think sometimes the reason we have wars is because people believe violence begets violence. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, in order for this situation and for these kids to be free, violence had to occur. Yeah. yeah. Like in order for me to sit in this room with you guys, violence had to occur mm-hmm. for that to happen. Yeah. And right. that's just the way this world works. I, and I, again, I don't, I don't mind that it's a violent film. I actually, I, I appreciate them actually showing us blood. Cause I, one thing that really does kind of irk me is this idea that, that there's just cartoon violence, you know, for yeah. these characters. And I, I always kind of get, I feel uncomfortable with that. So I, I appreciate the honesty that this film has in that respect. But I do, th- I do wonder, and maybe it's a question of um, watching it again or, or kind of giving it a little bit more thought, if the film is actively engaging in a conversation about that violence or, or if it's just kind of having fun with it for the sake of violence. You know, it's like that question of, you know, we had an R-rated Deadpool movie, so now the gloves are off and we can just show people Deadpool, each other. Deadpool had fun with its violence and it was violence for fun's sake. There's no like overarching like, yeah. oh my God, this really means something in Deadpool. But I think in Deadpool, there was a character kind of winking at the audience about sure, the violence. Sure, but that's still cartoon you know I mean? violence, but it's also a shit ton of actual violence. Yeah. And what, so what I'm saying, saying what I'm saying with Wolverine though is you went, you even had a point earlier, Shahir, about how you really appreciated how these, these characters, these actors really dug in and like went 110% with the character. <laughs> character that's wolverine yeah. like wolverine is a fucking psychopath that was basically driven mad right due to tons of experiments being done on him and constantly dying and regenerating dying and regenerating like yeah. th- that is him being violent and answering uh, uh someone trying to jack his car by slicing off limbs that is that is who well, wolverine okay, okay. is but, also but he I- didn't want to do that but I'm yeah. saying, but I'm saying this is the this is a story about Wolverine's eventual demise and finding some peace with himself, yeah. right? I don't think at the end of this film 
there there is a concern and in, in his character about the people he's hurt. He says, "I'm the person who hurts people." Oh, That's, see, no, I see, see it. I, I see, see it a lot. I think, mm. I think, I think he even has. I think the moment mm. you get. One of the moments I think it's beautiful in the movie, actually, like if you had one of those Oscar scenes when they show like your why you got nominated, yeah. when he's <laughs> laying in the bed at the uh, the was it the Eden, and he's sitting there and he's in pain and he's slightly crying and then she's looking at him and he goes, "I have killed a lot of people." Like he just like you just to me it's like you see to me violence was there the whole time and it was a weight that everyone had right. when you found out what Professor Xavier did it was a weight to it mm-hmm. and when he found out what he did when he finally remembered even this this split second of Logan saying I've killed a lot of people mm-hmm. don't be like he literally tells his girl mm-hmm. the whole movie do not be like me and and like, I, I do I like, not do this I like thing. that scene but then it's followed by. There, there's just a there's a it's a, it's a question of waiting now again I like this film a lot I think I think it's a very 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 good film it's with your money and time um, I just there's a question of waiting to that you know like because this is a film that actively actually engages in that violence in mm. a visceral level for the pleasure of the audience you know like you it's impossible to say like in in the audience I saw it in people were applauding when Wolverine would slice someone in a very violent way. And, I, and you know, again, I know there's a visceral pleasure to be had in that. I just wonder if the film could have gone just a, a little bit further in maybe exploring that side of this character. See, I think it's so I tricky. think it kind of did, though, so because tr- it did yeah. it in the small moments. And, and maybe maybe the violence for you, Shahir, sort of dwarfed those small moments, like because they are way more flashy and they are way more like, they are the things that, like, that they want the lizard brains of people to like latch on to and be I like, mean, you, wasn't you, that we fucking We were in the cool? same audience. You heard people applauding. You sure. heard people clapping. You heard but people I also like- heard, I also heard people crying at, at the end. I also yeah. heard people like actually having visceral responses, like gasps and things like that too, to some of the more heartfelt moments. So like, I do think this movie does a great job of having those sort of, it has its cake and eats it too. Basically it's like it, all the stabby stab is great, but all of the, all of the reasons behind the stabby stab, if you're paying attention and, and it's not even like you really have to dig far. It's just, if you're a human being that's watching this movie for beyond like a punch people in the face sort of moment, you will get that. Right. Like there yeah. is, but do you think people will, like, do you think if you're a human being with a slightly just, you know, like you described like a slightly lizard brain kind of sure. thing, you're going to walk away from this film thinking that the violence that Logan committed was okay. I honestly think like every time he had, anytime he had a violent scene, mm. it, because he stops her from like fight, like he, there's moments in this movie where he stops her from like beating people up, stops yeah. her from like cutting people. So right. I think anytime he does it, I mean, even the opening scene of this movie, he is begging them to not to not yeah. do this. Right. Like legit begging at one point, like, guys, let's not do this. And they I, shoot. And I, I like that. I wish that kind of I, what I'm think, saying is I, I wish that, that thread the is, was stronger. See, it's so interesting because I think it's there the whole time. I think the fact that like when they show up at his doorstep, he does not want these things to happen. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't fight them in the beginning. Like yeah. he doesn't want this stuff. And the thing is, like, to me personally, is like I it's hard because we all know, like Stanley has mentioned it. What this what X Men represents, right. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Who, like minorities yeah. against who? Yeah. Who Malcolm X is in this yeah. situation? Who Martin Luther King is? I, always, you know, is, I gotta be honest with you. I really hated that uh, that comparison. I just thought that was like that comparison I mean, was really loathsome to me. The thing, the thing is, like when I heard him say it, and when I think about some of the ideology, and if you read some of the comics and some of the literally yeah. speeches he gives, I'm talking about Magneto in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magneto in particular. These are. 
he literally just reworded and sometimes took words from Malcolm it's X. It's kind of like missing the point of who Malcolm X was, you know? It, like, do, it <laughs> does, it does, it does in a way, but at the same time, I also think that the things that happened with Malcolm X when he came when he came over, I was like I, I don't actually hate white people. Like you saw those in the comments. After, you saw after he split with the uh, yeah nation uh, of Islam. Nation so of you Islam. saw things like when honestly when when Magneto would try to embrace the new world and then the world would shit on him. Would just yeah. shit on him. They, constantly. And, they would. and the thing is, at, at, I mean, let's be real about yeah. let's be real and real right now. It's 2017 and people are t- trying to turn the other cheek. And people still getting shot in the street, and yeah. no one gives a fuck. Again, I again, so, I, I don't yeah. think I don't think there's a problem with the the level of violence in the film. I th- I just wondered about like because it's too such an excess, you know, like there's such a there's such a a big visceral display made of it. You know, there is a real sense of like we're gonna see heads being chopped off. We're but is see there brain. a real big thing like all yeah. those scenes? I, I mean, it never. It never. I, I I found them. There was just a lot of that. It and never I, and hung I was, on them though. They were always fast. You saw it happen, and you're like, whoa! And then it's over. And I will I will say something as far as like, like all of the action scenes in this movie are kind of subdued. Subdued as far as as far as what we're used to in in an action movie setting. Wait, talking, so I I, actually I know you're talking about the level of violence, but I'm talking no. About, I, I I think I think they're actually see, and this is a this is a, a true testament to like why this film actually works is that the level of violence that you see in an Avengers where the entire city blows up mm-hmm. does nothing for me. Right. It completely just washes over me, and I couldn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And the vi- and like small scenes like the hotel scene. Here are far more powerful and sure. far more visceral, you know, where it's just a few people because we really get a sense of what's happening. Yeah. I just, again, because this is the first R-rated X-Men movie and this is, and they make such a point of making an adult X-Men movie, I felt that occasionally I just wanted that thread of, of, of you know, hey, I've just fucking cut someone's head off with my, with my, with my arms you know, I wanted that to just be a little more. I think more... we got that though. I really do. Every yeah. after every time he looked tired and defeated and just like, what the fuck am I doing? And no, he didn't like have a long ass monologue about like how his life has been wrong and he should have done other things or like like some sort of thing like that. But again, doing that is not Wolverine. And then also, I think when he like even talking about the hotel scene when Lord kills like the one guy, he just looks at her with like confusion and sadness. Yeah, and it's, he? every yo, time, every he time li- he sees he, her fight yo, when he's not he like enraged. Yeah, there, there's a moment at the end where they tag team towards the end of the because film he was trying just, to save a bunch of kids. He was trying to save kids. They were trying to kill kids. Yeah. the thing is, like, I th- I think what's so jarring about it, and she, I understand what you're saying. I think what's so jarring is because this was an X Men movie and honestly a superhero movie. That wasn't superhero-y. Like even yeah. Deadpool There's to an extent. There's nothing heroic, really. I mean, small I mean, things. But but it's like it was intimate. Like Deadpool to an extent, we knew we were watching a superhero movie. Still, yeah, yeah. It was one that was winking at you, but you knew it. This one felt like a real personal indie film where like this violence was happening. But the thing is, I think that it was justified. And I think like when he saw her literally come out at one point with a head. He was in shock, like literally he's in shock watching her when like she first shows up and starts going nuts. Like he's never okay with it. I don't know. It's weird. And I think even I think at the end, I I think, you know, I, I, I will concede. I think I agree with you that it's there. I just felt like I, I, I get, I get concerned in an audience that like it's clapping and applauding every time he kills someone. I get it. I get it the first few times if it's kind of meant to be viscerally Mm -hmm. fun, but this, this movie really goes down that road and it's it's we it's live in just a barbaric a, like i'm not even trying to justify but like 
and not to cut you off, but it's like I I understand that fear because I've seen movies and I'm like, man, I like when I saw this movie, I saw it in Times Square, which I will never do. You guys, yeah, why would you do that? I would do it again. This guy was in the back, pissed off the whole movie, and me in my head, I'm thinking like, man, this movie is very violent. What is this violent ass black dude in the back going to think? He's already screaming out at the top of the movie because we had a sign. See, he's like. Y'all saw me sitting here all fucking day anyway. Y'all didn't say shit to them. Whoop y'all ass. Like, he was just going nuts. I'm like, uh, what does a violent movie like this do to that mind? Right. So I understand your concern, but it's also a thing of, bro, we, like, we are barbarians. Boxing is a huge sport. Like, UFC is huge. This Like, we're barbarians, for goodness sake. Like, it's disgusting. And this movie, to me, not saying it was justified violence, because violence should never be justified, but... Uh, it, I know, and it, again, it, and again, it's also you know, it's a Logan movie. I, I know what I'm getting into when I get there. I just, I just kind of wondered about that. I, 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 there's a point you made about like it doesn't feel like a superhero movie, and I think I, and I, that's that's one of my favorite things about this movie. Yes, yeah, is that it doesn't feel like the mold of the superhero movie we've seen. It feels more like a western. Uh, it feels more like True Grit. It feels more like a character story about a guy trying to find redemption. I want to argue. I want to argue the fact because we keep talking about feeling like a superhero movie, and I'm guilty of saying that sort of too. I think that in in today's day and age doesn't even hold water anymore because there's there's the Marvel formula. We all know that exists, mm-hmm. etc. Then you have whatever DC is doing, which is sort of different. Then you have sort of standalone films that I think do like such as Logan or Deadpool that are kind of very like their their own sort of thing. Hell, and you could even break down like um, Ant-Man as a heist movie and this, that, and the other thing. Like there's different styles of m- movies that now have superheroes. So like if we're talking See, that's about- That's hard for me. If we're talking about, but I, I think, think that's superhero great. movies first. I do too, man. It's yeah, hard I, for me, man. Like I, I, that feels like, the thing is like when I see- like Ant-Man, for instance. But why are they superhero movies? This is the question. Because they existed in a comic book that were considered superheroes? No, because I think because I think it's weird because they don't feel intimate. They feel they feel too big. They feel too Ant-Man feel too big? Dude, the thing is even this is my thing. Thing about Ant-Man is like, again, Ant-Man was like this guy was trying to get this suit so he could sell a bunch of suits and then like the people who would buy those suits would take over the world. And I get the superheroes, their job is to do something big. But the thing, the beauty of this movie is that this was a big deal because mutants were dying, yep. but it felt intimate. It felt personal. Well, because it, this movie wasn't about the mutants dying. This movie was literally about Logan trying to rescue a little girl. Which is fascinating because it's like, yo, when we think about like people keep saying like, and I do love this movie, so I'm not about to crap on yeah. it. But when I think of Captain America 2. Um, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. People are like, oh man, this is one of the best spy movies. I'm like, I mean, nah, it, feels a, like, it feels a, like a superhero movie, but the thing they're doing is just a spy version of it. Yeah. Whereas like I, this, I feel more like it's more of that than like, I, I don't think it, Ant-Man is a very good heist movie. Yeah. It just feels I like think it's a superhero it movie that's doing, that, the, that's like, doing a heist. Yeah. They're doing yeah. a heist. Like yeah. it's weird. But it follows, but that's just so strange. You say that because it follows every trope of a heist movie first. Like if you look at like oceans 11 and Ant-Man, the plots are pretty fucking similar other than there's more characters in oceans 11. Like, I, I don't think, I don't oceans know, man, you still get the big like fights. That, you still get, it's the, the same. I'm saying the plots, structure is the same the directing and the acting of course is different and then the content etc but it's it's people getting together meeting people that do other things having to do little pieces of these other things to get pieces in place and then one big thing at the end where every team member comes together and does something special you don't have no super you don't have no month you don't like my thing is in ant-man for instance we're using that example um you still get the superhero origin story you know what i'm saying like it's it's but it's, it's even I like what they did in, and again I don't want to make this the only podcast about Ant-Man but they did do something with Hank Pym being like oh that's the past and yes this is an origin story for the new guy yeah for, it was for, it was for but, um, but the thing is like, it's, 
It's I don't know. It's it's still like those feel distinctively like superhero movies. Like even the Dark Knight, which I know everyone holds is like the holy grail of like superhero movies. That feels like a superhero movie to me, and I don't mean that in a bad way because I, you know, I love that movie. Whereas this one feels like, you know what? I'm gonna explain it like this. <laughs> one felt like a superhero movie. One feels like a film, and it's like in a, a superhero a, film. Can we no, can not, we coin no, a phrase? Like it's not even a. It's like I, like. It feels like it yeah. feels like a film, man. Yeah. Like I think this the the thing you're talking about is the hybridization of genres here, like the the superhero with the heist film, and this feels more like and and which comes first and foremost in that formula. And I think to me in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what we've seen so far, it's always the superhero part first, followed by the 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 the, the genre that's sure. In fact, uh, I'm gonna pull a quote from uh, Scott. Um, Scott Frank, who wrote uh, The Wolverine, he says, um, uh, one of my favorite parts of being in the middle of rural Japan is this woman being human and feeling like what it's like to be a human being. But we're not there for very long. We go back to giant robots and stuff, and it becomes another superhero movie with a lot of CGI stuff. That's not what... And I feel like Ant-Man does it. I feel like almost every superhero movie does that. I feel like the Wolverine does that. I don't feel like Ant-Man does. I feel this is this is my only concern. This is my only concern with this conversation in general is that back in the day when Superman and Batman first came out, like Mm -hmm. the first films and whatnot, that there wasn't enough in that way. It's like, oh, these are superhero movies. Right. Because they're it's like the heroic hero comes in and saves the day from the thing. Well, every movie has a hero, most 80 percent or something like that has a hero or someone who's in the right who comes in and saves the day from the wrong. So, okay, but now we're so inundated with superheroes to call things sort of like because a superhero movie. All it takes right now, honestly, is a superhero to be in a movie. And now it's a superhero movie. Whereas why aren't. And this this is the strange thing, like westerns. This is going to be stretching the analogy a little bit. Okay, why like why aren't we call like why aren't we calling westerns that have cowboys cowboy movies and westerns that like um hell or high water that don't have cowboys in them? We still call it a western. Like, do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, it, it's going beyond. It's right. going beyond what. Like it's no longer just this is a superhero movie as a genre. This is genres that now have superheroes in them. And I, I know that the Marvel I, formula here, see, does I think it's based on what Shashir said. I think Shashir said it. Um Shashir so Shashir. Shashir? I'm thinking of Shashir Zameda. Yeah. I can finally say her name now. I'm thinking Shashir said it best. It's like I think the difference between Logan and all of the rest is one simple principle. Is that those other movies are superhero movies first, with whatever their genre is second. Whereas this movie is a movie first, and then they add it, like the claws. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it's just because like, the way the way you're <coughs> describing it means that you could say to someone, "Hey, you love heist films? You'll love Ant Man." And I don't. And, and I, I yeah, and I agree I, with that. That's I, the thing. But see, I I don't agree with yeah. that. Like I was like, if you like heist films, you'll like Ocean's Eleven. You'll like Rafifi. You'll like Get Shorty. You'll like other films. You, I think Ant Man would be a fairly average movie in that thing. You'll love Heat. Like that's the thing. Heat is an amazing film. And I don't think, but it feels much different from from I, uh, what's it called from Ocean's Eleven, right? But I don't think but that the, like if I'm gonna say to someone, I want you to watch this amazing heist film, Ant Man is not gonna be on that list. Ant Man is gonna be for way you. down. No, no, I, I think, and well, I think, no, uh, yes, yes, for you. You okay, can't. You yeah. literally can't say that about everyone. Well, the thing <laughs> is, like, I think it's still thing. Even if you take if you take Ocean's Eleven, which I love, Ocean's Eleven, yeah, it's like Ocean's Eleven is a heist movie first comedy second like right. the thing is i hate it to me it's like you just put the levels on like what were you making first yeah and the thing is i don't think you were making like if you're making 
Ant-Man, I don't think you set out to make the heist movie first. You set out to make a superhero movie that was slightly different, that has heist elements. So like the that's problem, the different the part of it. And it's, I think it's a difference. And the problem that I have in that, in that world is that you're making the superhero movie, then maybe the heist movie, but you're also trying to like connect your superhero to this much larger thing that's going on. Well, and, and, I, and I feel like the problem there is that the movies get lost. Well, Logan does like... It's interesting because I feel like the the term superhero movie is generally, especially from you, big guy, mm-hmm. set to knock a film down. It's it's set as a kind of backhanded, not insult, just sort of like, oh, well, it's just it's a superhero movie because you don't like them. And I understand that. And, and, and critically, here's you a, have you have reasons, too. I here, understand here's an that example. Unbreakable is a superhero movie that I think is an excellent film. Sure, because the, that the superhero part is no, like no, so that's but the superhero movie. part is important to that. It's important to Logan. What we're actually dealing with here, and it's not, it's not this like, it's not a genre that it gets should get like a backhand to it. It's every like there are heist movies out there. We keep going back to heist movies yeah. uh, that you don't like, right? Not just Ant Man. There's other heist movies you don't like, right? No, what I'm saying about but there Ant- are here's here's what I'm saying about Ant Man is I don't think it's particularly interesting. I as understand, a heist film. I understand. Like, but what I'm saying is, this- are there other heist movies you don't find particularly interesting as or genre anything? There's movies in all genres that you don't like. Sure. This this movie, Logan, is a superhero movie first and foremost because it is about the fucking Wolverine. Now listen, hold I don't on. Agree. Hold I on. Let me finish my thought. I bet you people who make the movie won't even agree with that. Let me finish my thought because yeah. this is what I'm saying. I don't agree. The term superhero yeah. movie is seen as oh well, it's it's a knockdown. It's not as good as unless we just call it a oh, it's a film first and then a superhero movie. No, it is a superhero movie done so excellently that it surpasses the the basically the bias that people have for the quotes genre of superhero. I movies. can almost guarantee you that the people who created this movie would probably say they set out to make a movie first, superhero movie second. But, but that's fine. They, they can say that, and that that's can be in their head when they do it. But the truth of the matter is, their main character is Wolverine. But this is my thing about that. To me, to me, take Wolverine as your main character. All you have now, like strip away. Even if you keep the claws, you have like just a Clint Eastwood character. The only thing that they added into it was the fact that when he kills somebody, he does it with a gun. I mean, with claws and not a shotgun. The thing about this movie that makes it different is that this movie literally follows no superhero tropes. Like the superhero part, it's not even a thing. Like but what I'm saying even, is the tropes are it, the, the I, genre so, is so, beyond the trope. So what, I don't I, think so because I bet you. I think this every movie other proves movie, that it is. But I think it's, Matt, it's only two movies. I think you based it off of two, technically one. What no, other movie is like this? I'm saying Dark Knight. The Dark Knight got close, I think, and I don't think Deadpool could, did this at all. No, I'm not, I'm not no, talking about no, an R rating did. either. I'm just yeah. talking about like what is an actual amazing film. And again, we can go back to what is an amazing film is because again, and I'm not going to do this, and we don't don't go down this rabbit hole. I'm just saying for me, Avengers, first Avengers, is an amazing film. That is an amazing film. That is a superhero movie, like team up movie mm-hmm. at its core. And I, but I'm just saying, you're right. The people that made Logan probably would be like, oh well, we set out to do like a real film first, and it's a super superhero stuff second that to me is under it's literally back it's biting the hand that feeds you that sort of gets you to, to the be th- there i'm not saying you can't make good films not about superheroes i'm saying this happens to be a great film that is also a superhero here's film. the difference that is the, here's, here's the difference but the order of my, here, here, my sentences doesn't matter in no, my here's, here's the difference all right is that is that by doing what uh, james mangle and scott frank did on this film right 
see, because I think what you're doing is is you're trying to figure out why is it people don't like superhero films, right? I like, think people love superhero films. I think the box office says they love them, but they I, also I, love Transformers, and I will never. Yeah, I know. So, totally. and, and 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 and, I, and to me, to me, what what James Mangold and Scott Frank here does is elevate the superhero genre by doing it this way, by actually going, you know what? I want to make a film, and I I don't want to like. I don't want to make it about franchising. I don't want to make it about selling uh, selling products. I don't want to make it about 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 mm. giving people some sort of um, uh, uh, you know like Pavlovian Ooh, response to like seeing my d- these characters that I loved on screen. What they're doing is saying I want to make a film, and in my mind, what that does and what Christopher Nolan did with The Dark Knight elevates that genre up into something that is actually worth talking about. Now, the problem is in the la- we you have to admit in the last ten to fifteen years. We have been inundated with superhero films, and the problem is, is that more often than not, they are it, they are either average movies, in my opinion, just just fairly just run of the mill. Uh, you know, like I'm not going to think about these again. I'm there for my popcorn, and that's it. And and then at worst, they're they're bad movies. You know, like I think Thor two is a bad movie that is fairly unwatchable. And wow. and 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 so what. What I think having this approach to it does is with filmmakers that actually take this seriously as a character study, they're elevating that genre back up. They're elevating the the idea of a superhero film to something that is actually worth your time and money. But and that's doing, what I like about that. But by doing so, mm-hmm. and again, I don't. We, we keep saying like they probably said this thing about mm-hmm. like, oh, we wanted but to make a film did first. Say it. We you know like we in the quote he does say, I'm not going to go in there to like make a franchise movie. I want to go in there right. and but make he also, cinema. But you also have to, you also, and that's great. And he did that. And again, I know, I think the reason we can get on this tangent is because we all agree this movie is amazing and everyone should see it. Yeah. And, it's and very, that's very that. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very good. But uh, uh, the, I think the more interesting topic is the one we've sort of, because uh, after we get that out of the way, yeah. is the one that we're sort of discussing right now. I'm saying that to say that, that yes, this movie is not setting up another Wolverine franchise. It's, no, this is literally, and this is why it can be so weighty, outside of the fact it is crafted brilliantly. Mm-hmm. The reason it can have so much weight is it's beca- is because it is at the end, quotes, hopefully, of a franchise. Now, I know you can make great movies that are one-offs and super powerful, and I understand that, but this one, you cannot argue that the fact that there were so many films beforehand do strengthen this. Because there's a difference between seeing a character that is artfully told to us for the first hour and a half, have his final heroic stand and actually make his life mean something versus a character that we've been with for the better part of 17 years doing it. And there is there is a feeling behind that that does matter. So to just say that this thing only lives and dies based on the fact that it is solely a wonderfully crafted film, which it is, is not giving the due to the actual thing that a lot of times, like you say, Sheer, does hurt movies. I will go back. I don't agree on Thor, but I will agree on Iron Man 2. That, that is literally just railroad track for the cinematic, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And watching it again, I am just like, ugh, okay. Like, that's why I like Iron Man 3. I know a lot of people don't, but it also kind of goes off the beaten path, doesn't really set up shit, and lets Shane Black have fun Granted, not like super weighty fun, like, and Logan's not fun fun, but you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't change the mold, but it takes the character in a different direction. It depowers him. It makes him do interesting shit, yada, yada, yada. I'm just saying that the, the Logan, to me, beyond being a wonderful film, 
does af- it does no matter what you say sit on the shoulders of the other things that came before it to help catapult it further i i, I don't disagree that I, logan yeah. risks you know like logan owes a due to x-men one x-men two <laughs> Uh, but probably X Men Three, maybe maybe moments of the yeah. other X Men. It's more. It's not like the individuals because we can talk about the good and the bad ones. But like, it's the fact that whether they've been good or bad, these movies have come out. If you want to talk about made money, yeah, they made money. You know, great. You know, you know, the other example would be the reason why Unforgiven works so well is that Clint Eastwood is an icon of that genre. So we kind of so yeah. so we know that, but we kind so, of bit we and that's the interesting thing about Clint Eastwood and those sort of yeah. actors that are characters is like. Don't really. I mean, I don't remember Clint Eastwood. I don't remember his character's name. You know what I mean? But it's Clint Eastwood, and yeah, like I like yeah. that that feeling so, moves so, forward. No, I agree with that. That there is a sense that that the movie lives because of the fact that there's a such a uh, a history of films sure. around it. But I'm saying I could have taken this movie as the third movie see, or the see, fourth. That's movie the interesting the, part because mm-hmm. I do agree. Like I think like because we've seen Hugh Jackman do this character for 17 years, it does have a weight. But I'm also fascinated with the fact that, like, we don't see superhero movies in particular try this. Yeah. And I hope we do and, now. And it, yeah. But And the thing is, is, like, I, I, I'm i fascinated about what Shahir just said. I could have took this at the second or third one. Like, I would love to see what would have happened. Because the thing is, we, it's tricky because I don't, I, I, I think having 17 years adds, but I don't think it was needed. Cause I think this movie in I, itself. I'll agree with like, that. I'm just saying again, it's like it's it's the special. It's a special sort of seasoning that is thrown on this thing. The film, this film is so good that I think, I, I you know, this is a sort of interesting thought experiment. What if this was the only X Men movie that ever existed? I was thinking the same thing. You know, we like, kind of touched on that in the beginning. We yeah. said how it would work, but it it might not feel as strong. I, I think it, it would, could. We I were think, you even said yeah. well, you said before I mean, that. I think, I think it's fascinating. I think like I think one of you guys said it <laughs> that. This is finally a film, at least for me, and I and I will agree. I think Iron Man Two is a good superhero like wait because like this movie is Iron Man One in particular is very well acted. It has actors who are doing the thing that like no one expecting Robert Downey to do be I that know, guy at I that know. point. You I know? just watched uh, Iron Man like a week ago. Yeah, I mean I've seen those even I'm like yo he no one was expecting that from him. You know, they wanted Tom Cruise for that. I know. Like, no one wanted him. Could you him. imagine Tom Cruise being Iron Man in these, Dude, all these movies? He, I mean, he, I mean, he could have been. But, you know, like, I think every, I think Robert Downey Jr. at this point should be looking to a film like Logan and going, I want that for my character. I, I want, mean, I want, I, think, I want, like, it doesn't have to be dying, but I want that kind of you reverence can, and I want that kind of, you know, seriousness to the character. Doing that. It can be a comedy, but yeah. I want... I want someone to treat this character with respect. Sure. And I want, yeah. and I want, yeah. and more importantly, I want to treat the audience with a little bit of respect and give them an actual meaningful experience. It can yeah. be comedy, it can be action, it can be whatever, but just give us a meaningful experience. Yeah. And my problem is, you know, like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, more often than not, I don't get a meaningful experience. I just get, uh, you know, like like I said, a chicken McNugget and, of a movie. And then we go back to what we consider a meaningful experiences, and we've done this dance a bunch of times. Yeah. And we go back to I'm not being, I'm not thinking enough about stuff, and you hating fun, and we go back and forth, and that's how it goes. <laughs> so but we Logan. are, but I know, but but we are running out of time. So let's do our final thoughts. I want Gerard to end it. Do you want to start it? Do you want me to start it? 
Uh, why don't you go for it? All right. Uh, I'm just going to say, uh, obviously, we all are super passionate about this movie. We really, really dug it. I think this is the best X-Men movie since X2. Uh, yeah. I think it's the best X-Men movie. But I, I also, as I said before, feel like it it does owe itself even to the garbage ones. It's just keeping X3. Wolverine a lot. And I, I love how X-Men in United. canon, technically, after Days of Future Past, X3 never happened. Yeah, they were like, screw all it's of this. It's so good. Uh, it's just a beautiful swan song for the character. I would now love to eventually if they want to do this i think the actress who played uh x23 uh where is her, her name, name uh, uh it is daphne keen she was phenomenal uh and 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 like it's funny back when like hit girl came out everyone's like oh she's so great too like no no this this girl who played x23 like acts her fucking face off along with doing all this weird action yeah, stuff man. uh so that was amazing uh i'd i'd, I'd watch a movie about her like continuing I stuff i think that'd I be amazing the same age and not age her up. yeah i know uh i just feel like this is sort of you know, it's super emotional storytelling that's aided by all the other stuff that I really love. And uh, I mean, I shed a tear when it was going on. I saw Shahir was shedding a tear. I think I might have been chopping. Uh, no, you actually. I, <laughs> I really wanted to point out that Shahir shed a tear at, and that rhymes at mm. a superhero movie. And you clapped at the end with me. And I don't know if you just did it in solidarity, but I appreciated that. <laughs> dope, uh, and look, place. look, where can they go from here? I don't think they should go anywhere from here. I think they should do X twenty three and let good old Logan rest in peace. Uh, I and so I think too. it was amazing. So Shahir. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did enjoy the film. Yep, I felt uh, I felt the feels when when Logan was uh, coming to an end. I felt the feels of a character, um, you know, realizing his mortality. It was particularly a character who has is, is defined as immortal. Um, I felt the weight of uh, Patrick Stewart, so um, oh. you know, like passing and 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 I think you know, the, the, the writing of this is what that moment feels like, you know, should mm-hmm. feel like, you know, in Patrick Stewart's, is this the happiest moment of my life? I think there's a lot of clever stuff here as well, which is like, you know, uh, Logan battling the younger version of himself, which yeah. I think which I didn't see coming. I thought that was really cool. It's an interesting, I metaphor. was kind of hoping that was Sabretooth, but I was like, <laughs> yeah. but that and was I, a very cool way to do yeah, it. Yeah. And I think, and I think it was, it was far more metaphorically interesting than if they introduced some big, bad, yeah. you know, super soldier. It was him as a younger man, which I think I appreciated. I agree. Um, yeah, I and you know I think James Mangold knocks this out the park. He really, he, you know, like after the Wolverine, I think he really, really, you know, delivers on this film. Um, you should watch the uncut uh, the Wolverine. I have it. You can borrow it if you want. I don't know if you do, but the uncut version like actually gets a little bit. There's more action, which is great, but also it does really like nail it down. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why are you getting that robot suit, man? That was dumb. I mean, I haven't, you know, um, uh, I hope now at this point I can see Hugh Jackman, the actor in more films like Prisoners. That's really, that's what I really want. I really I want what he wants to. Yeah. I or, really, I really want him as an actor to be doing interesting, daring work. Cause he's, he's got talent, charisma, all that, you know, um, and, and he's committed. Um, so I want to see that kind of thing. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, as to seeing an X 23 movie, Sure, if they, you know, I think the first thing should be like, not be, oh, let's do a movie with this character. It should be like, oh, I've got a great Great idea idea for a movie that happens to feature this character. And that's what I think the genesis of Logan is, and that's why it works. Yeah. I think it's funny because Fox usually gets made fun of for their superhero movies. Mm -hmm. And like between this and Deadpool, people are like, wait, does Fox know what they're doing now and it's interesting because um 
I've been reading about like Hugh Jackman's like process for doing this movie. He, you know, watched a bunch of westerns. He didn't actually for this one. He didn't lift a lot of weights. What he did was he he watched um uh not not Unforgiven. There's another western. I think I can't think. Remember the name? What was it? Shane, which was featured in the movie. Yes, Shane. Yeah, and he was like, you know, some of the lead characters. He was like, you notice they walk with pain, and he was like, we found out that the actors would do is they would put like huge rocks in their feet. Yeah, so that way if they had to run, if they had to walk, they literally were they would never forget about pain. And if you notice like the whole movie, he's got he's got that limp. Even even at the end when he's like running his ass off, that boy is limping. And to me, it was just so cool to see. And and Crow, I will agree with you on one thing. When people say uh, uh, superhero movies, they do mean it as a diss. Yeah. Like when people say black films, they mean it as a diss. Like when you see a good black movie, it's like, oh man, this, mm. I mean, I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. It's like, oh shit, Best Man Holiday, this is a good, right. Why do I not want to see this movie? Right. Yeah. It was like, oh, the poster had like 10 black people smiling. I was like, oh, this got to be garbage. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. you think a certain way. And watching this movie and seeing the commitment from Hugh Jackman and just the like just the raw emotions and even that opening scene to me, seeing him beg to not have to fight and they just shoot him. Yeah. Anyway, like they just like he's begging, come on, guys. Like blah blah blah. And they just shoot my man in yeah. his stomach. Like that is a good moment. And then I even love the fact that Laura is Mexican. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she's not Mexican in the comic. They kind of really don't really talk about her race. Yeah, really. because she was grown in a lab. Yes, yeah, so they don't really talk about it, but I love that she's Mexican. Yeah. I love the fact that this movie opened with him. With Logan driving people around and three douchey yeah. white dudes screaming USA. And I love the fact that he had to drive back into America. Like to me, it was a very subtle way to have some type of social commentary on mm-hmm. the world we live in. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is it's funny because the weight of this movie is so fascinating. Because again, we know mutants were based in like the civil rights era. Like the he like Stanley admits that yeah. that's yeah. that's what helped birth this thing. Yeah. And the fact that these kids and this is the thing, I went to the African American Museum recently yeah. and you saw chains for like two year olds. Yeah. Like this movie, they're chaining up kids. They're trying to kill kids. And the fact that like this dude is just trying to help them out. Like, yeah. I think like, to me, it's like that's why the violence is necessary because the violence is, oh, it was a last result. Yeah. It was a thing that no one wanted to do except for the, 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 girl, the, bad, yeah. the girl and the bad yeah. guys. Yeah. But like, Logan did not want to do it, you know? And the thing is, like, you gave Patrick Stewart almost like a redemption because when they killed him last time on screen, it was such trash. Yeah. It was did such heart. Oh, which? And, I mean, and um, X-Men 3. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was such heart garbage yeah. that I was like, thank you for giving this man a good death. So much so when he died, I thought it was a dream sequence. Yeah. Like, they didn't just kill him like this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's no way. Not with the girl sleeping on the floor. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think this movie literally is one of the best and I'm going to say superhero movie just because we're talking sure. about it. The best superhero movie ever made. I'm going to say it's better than... To me, watching this movie is probably what people felt like when they watched Superman, the original. Right. That type of like... Like yeah. people had wonder then, but to me it's like this represented raw emotion and acting, dude. The mm-hmm. director was great and it was just actors doing acting stuff. It yeah. was like the moment when he's dying and I read prior to the same thing you read where they actually had two cameras and it's like the camera's on... Uh, Logan and his own Lord, and you just see both of them just like going for it. Yeah, acting wise, like type, this movie as a person without kids who doesn't want kids made me want a kid. 
<laughs> Legit. It was like, you know what? I, I can I, I would can get everything that. for you. No, kid. no I don't need them. I don't need, I don't need them. No, I'm saying, but it made me it made me consider yeah. it. It's like, you know what? If right. I was gonna give my life for anything, it'd have to be for a kid, yeah. right? Hey. You know, there we go. We'll make a father out of you. Did we talk yet. about the movie? Really? We did. We did. We did. I, did. I, okay. I, because, I think our conversation around why the movie works, because I, I think you know, it's easy it's for us to just say it's, we liked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think the conversation around why we liked it was actually really yeah. agreed. Yeah. Well, this okay. has been the only podcast about the film Logan. Gerard, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. It's for always amazing me. when you could be here when you are not doing fifty-three juggle combos with Berserker Barrage <laughs> and Marvel's <laughs> Capcom Three: Fate of Two Worlds. Where can folks find you? Uh, they can. They can go on. Uh, I hate plugging social media, but I'm the worst. Do uh, it. They can. They can. Find me at Draw Milligan on Twitter. They can follow at Black Man Can't Jump it, at Black Man Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on you guys are doing Twitter. big things now. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. You know, you we're got trying. a show coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. We yes. got we got two. I'm two shows. You guys, you, I put you guys on the Evite list. Yeah. So, you know, you oh, wait. We weren't through. invited until no, now? No. No. I know I did. They <laughs> haven't sent out the Evite yet. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, no. I sent out the Evite. They haven't made them yet, but you guys are on the list. Yeah. So, if people want to watch, like, if you go on Seriously, dot tv mm-hmm. um or youtube find um uh seriously dot tv's youtube page we have a series called projecting it's about three guys who work in a movie theater. I've seen some episodes. very funny you, stuff you gotta worry about the movie theater and then also that starts on march 15th okay. one every week nice uh march 13th you can go on coming centers discover snapchat page or the instagram we have season two of Thank You Black People, where we take like a black inventor and tell you how you couldn't do the shit you do right now yeah. without that black person you didn't know about. So, we couldn't do this show without this black person in the listen, room. Listen, thank you. Also, honestly, one of the guys who helped invent the microphone is one of our people. But I'm going to let you watch it, so I'm not going to say his name. But, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Thank you guys for having me, man. Yeah. yeah and you guys love- live down the street. I know. I know. We're, we're all, all in the same area now. It's crazy. We're we doing can, we can it. do this more. Yeah, yeah. we're doing yeah. it. Shahir, when you're not living three minutes from both of us, where can folks <laughs> find you? You can find me one minute from you on the internet at uh, <laughs> www.shahirdad.com with all my life and works and Twitter and everything. Matt, how about you? You can find me at Emperor MSK on Twitter or Skeletor the number four PREZ on Instagram. Also, write us in onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com for all of our email uh, needs. You want to talk about Logan. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Tell us your favorite superhero film that's not a superhero movie. Tell us your favorite favorite movie that happens to have superheroes in it. Yeah, seriously. Like, I'm curious to know people's favorite superhero movies. Yeah, it's always it's always, that's always a melting pot discussion. We'll do a Twitter poll. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like like, where does Blade fall on that list? I like Blade. Blade. Is that a superhero movie or a horror movie? Uh, It's it's a superhero movie because he literally is a superhero. He just happens to be a vampire. Well, but are vampire superheroes? That's my question. What? We don't have time for this. I'm reading Dracula right Right now, and that dude is a superhero. Like he is the real, the real. Was it Vod? Was yeah, Vlad the Impaler. Vlad, Vlad is a good guy. Technically, <laughs> Vlad is a good guy. I Vlad mean, the Impaler. The <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't like, know about that I, one. No, because he was trying to protect his land. <laughs> He was trying I mean, to protect his land. I don't know enough about Romanian He was also like, kind of an awful ruler who treated he? his people very poorly. And then when he was... He was known, I mean, he was called Vlad the Impaler. Because, because he put he heads known. on spikes around his, oh, around his place. Oh, I because he did that to the people trying to invade his um, place. Uh, uh, some of them? Yes, yes, but also no. I'm not well maybe, versed in this. Maybe Vlad was not a good guy. But, You're you know, right. It's interesting. It's that question of like, everyone thinks that they are the good guy. Everyone Every, thinks that yes. they are the good guy. Well, Everyone thinks that they're the hero of their own movie. You know yep. who's a good guy? Patrick Stewart. Shahir says, 
Engage. Oh, thank you, number two. Wait, I'm number two. You're number two. Uh, I'm going to do the cat, the Riker chair yeah. sit after this. Do you know what that is? No. Don't worry about it. Look it up. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.